This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. USAA Homeowners Insurance not only helps you cover your home, it also helps you cover your budget, lower your premium in a number of ways, like saving up to 10% when you bundle home and auto insurance, saving up to 15% if you've been claims-free for five years, regardless of your previous insurance provider, and scoring even more deals and discounts on things like home security, moving, and storage with the USAA Perks Program. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. So many things just happened at the exact same time. Welcome into the show. That was maybe the worst open ever. Uh, the fantasy footballers back with you. All of our waivers, <laughs> all of our waivers were going through immediate, like when the button was pushed yeah. to start the show. But the highlight of the waiver wire in all of our leagues, without question, <laughs> just leave the building, Jason, because the highlight was Jason Moore. You know Jason. him as the big shimmy. Jason yes. Moore is the winner yes, of the is. Zach Moss sweepstakes. Congratulations. Woo, give dude. me a crowd. Give me give me them claps. Oh, let me find that. Give me them claps. I don't know. How dare you? Oh, congratulations, Jason. How Zach dare you guys Moss. out me on this very big <laughs> podcast? Four bidders, but none better than Jason Moore. That feels like such a waste of fun. Here's, here's what I'll say. In the that's a great start for a show. Oh, in, it defen- is. in defense of Jason, very little draft capital. You ended up Eckler, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins obviously done for the season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eckler, we don't know what the information is on his ankle. So you had to be aggressive. You had to go get someone. I did. And you got Zach Moss, and Woo-hoo. you outbid the number two. Uh, by up. ten, I that's I'm so upset when <laughs> oh, I saw I didn't it. Know that part? Yeah, when I looked, I I mean, so I'm putting ten, all these claims an in. Extra ten percent, just so, set it on fire. The the Zach Moss uh, oh, for fifteen. I should bucks. never. I and should you know. never. What did I do? And you know that means he's playing Zach Moss. Yes. No. Oh man. Yes, it's uh. the greatest day. <laughs> I'm going to cut him right now. I'm going to burn all 15. Oh, what did man. I do? I'm just, so here's what's going on. I'm in nine <laughs> leagues right now. It's too many. 
And in the league of record, which is the most important, I'm I'm in a, a terrible running back situation because, oh, as Mike said, I had very little. Tell draft me about capital. it. <laughs> so I've got Eckler, who hopefully is fine, and then nobody behind him. So I had to. I just shotgun approached every potential starting running back, and I really assumed I was not going to get Zach Moss. He was just in the list, and I was so upset that I was the winner of Zach Moss. Oh, and you're man. right. When I saw that I grossly <laughs> overpaid for the guy who sucks, who I can't stand, I hate, I think he is not good at football and oh, will be man. worthless, he is now on my League of Record roster you for are, too much money, and I'm very upset. You are also the winner of Justice Hill. Yes, that one's good. So you put some running backs yeah, on this Yeah, you beat me by on two roster. on that one, so that feels bad. Uh, you also were a play. Uh, you had added Puka Nakua. I drafted Puka. Yeah, yeah, you did. And so you didn't have to spend up on that. So we don't have a number to share with the Foot Clan. But welcome to uh, welcome to our live reactions <laughs> to our own leagues here on the Fantasy Footballers. We have oh man, hungry for more on today's show. We got news to talk about the Thursday night game, which has some start sit decisions that are going to be uh, pretty difficult, I think, at the running back position for for Philly. And then we have mailbag today. As well, and Jason's he's wearing the Pity City shirt with pride. With pride today. Which is which is wonderful. We built this city. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Get Jason's me in on that in the graphic. graphic. Yeah. All right. But that's uh, it. Look, it, the city's a nicer place when we have a, a higher occupancy. Yeah. Yeah. I will move in. Oh, you're no, you're gonna I, move no. in soon. No, I'll move in in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. If we let you. Yeah. Yeah. We might <laughs> we might close the doors by then. Look, that was a plague-ridden city last year. I'm okay taking a week or two to figure it out. Uh, please go to YouTube. Subscribe to the show. Click that bell. Mike goes live every Sunday with his uh, morning analysis, the last-minute reaction to news, the starts and sits and inactives. You can catch him there and then all the shows over on YouTube. So do not miss that. Megalobowl, week one. Shout-out to Pistol002, who is in the lead, 212 points for week one and there's a new dynasty podcast today as well overreactions and bench boys oh that's so what dino is all about jason was on the dynasty podcast yeah it was a, a really good show we we highlight some uh great players that can level up and some of the most important storylines and, and how they uh, affect the long-term outlook of several different teams <laughs> zach moss I'm so I'm oh man I'm just it, upset by it I really am I, it feels so good because you are starting him I don't even know if there's I'm no start way him. you're not starting him. I don't I it's I know your team who's your other running back it doesn't even matter well he, no he's, Tyler he can Algier play, he can play oh, okay that's right Algier. that's right or I also got Justice Hill so yeah. I got options but you you have a flex to fill too I do you're gonna flex Zach Moss I got Puka in there right now okay all right maybe, I just wasted money maybe you can Moss. bench him all right we're moving on. Welcome to Hungry for More, presented by Uber Eats. I found it especially difficult not to spend up on players in week one, uh, especially like making the, like I thought about going all in on Josh Kelly. I thought about going all in on Justice Hill. And then I try what I ended up doing was kind of just deciding this week. Like I put in some bids, but I knew they weren't going to win. And just I wanted that fab for for week two, week three. It all sure. feels like I want it right in front of my face right now, but I don't know. Injuries are going to happen every week, so yeah, every, I didn't win every, out on that. And Justice Hill's a tough call, man. 
Yeah, it, he really is. He could be. He could be a great value. Yeah. The, yes. The the fact that he it got goal line work like it wasn't just Gus Edwards out there. This is a it's a different Ravens offense. I think that they both will split, but the fact that Justice Hill is the better pass catcher between him and Gus Edwards. We uh, J.K. I think had three yeah three and catches in his short uh, appearance in Week One. So if if that's going to happen, if you're going to get some targets and the option of goal line work, then Justice Hill it could work out. Absolutely. All right, hungry for more time. We're looking at players that performed last week, and we believe will continue I, to I'll, perform. I'll hop right in here because I got the shirt on, and it's yes. for a reason. Do we got the play the play the thing? Oh, wait. We built this oh no, that's oh, the one with all three. Sorry, Andy. Andy. I'm that's sorry. Not good. I'm talking about Andy's Michael. Hungry for more. Michael Pittman Jr. <laughs> I am hungry for more of him. He is a good football player. The reason that Mike and I fought over him last year was because of the talent and mm -hmm. the opportunity of being the clear-cut one for that team. What that team was last year was a dumpster fire. Was was an ill-coached, you know, they got rid of Frank Reich early. They hired Jeff Saturday, who had no idea what he's doing, and they used Michael Pittman in a way that was irrelevant for fantasy. I, I mean, he was clearly the one. He was talented, but he it was just like, hey, Pittman, go walk two yards out there, and then I'll throw you the ball. That was what they did over and over. And now in the first game with – Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson, we see 11 targets. We see downfield targets. We see two red zone targets, including one inside the five. Last year, there was one inside the five target over the final nine Jeff Saturday games. So this is a utilization of a talented player in a situation where it's him and scraps that I think I am very excited for Michael Pittman. I have always believed in the talent, and if the coaching staff utilizes him in the right way, he he should be – I think he'll be good rest of the season. Like, I'm bought in from just week one, and I believe last year he had a good week one. So, you he know, did. May, maybe this is just what he does. Maybe he's Sammy Watkins uh, reincarnated. But uh, I the utilization and the way that they used him uh, is what really uh, has me hungry for more. Okay, that makes sense. I'd love to see it happen. Uh, I was pretty excited about the draft day value of Pittman just because the pendulum had swung so far. But, Mike, I know you had brought up the concerns about the rookie quarterback. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The rookie quarterback, and that still remains a concern, but at least one week in, it, it looked like he was – Richardson was okay. All right, I'm going with Puka Nakua. Yes. Uh, there are – you know, I think I saw some reaction yesterday that, you know, the talk about Drake London – the talk relative to Puka Nakua, it was too extreme. It was too reactionary. Uh, you know, that it wasn't Drake London won't have any good games and Puka will only have good games. The storyline was more related to my confidence in the quarterback and the situation for Puka Nakua. 15 targets as a rookie in week one, not just 15 targets, but delivering on those targets with a 40% target per route run. He looked the part. He won't be displaced when Cooper Cup does return, if Cooper Cup does return, which he should. But please, please return. But Cooper. people, I mean, he was drafted like a player that was going to be there week one. He wasn't, and we don't know how long that's going to be. And it's just more weeks for Puka Nakua and Matthew Stafford to build a rapport. Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, they are not alphas. They are not capable of being targeted 10 to 15 times a game. I think. Puka just fits the mold for what Matthew Stafford is looking for, and 
and I want those targets. And I know it's not going to be 15 every week. Sure. But I don't think this defense is going to, you know, best case, middle of the pack. And and I'm excited to see what Puka can do. So I'm I'm certainly hungry for more. I wish he had been available in our waiver wire so that I could have spent up on him. It wasn't the case. Uh, he went for over 50 buckaroos, I believe, in our uh, in the Megal Bowl. Okay. In your league, yeah? In my league, yeah. yeah I I'd, I'd bid 45 thinking I could get him. He went for 54, and I think he's here to stay. So definitely hungry for more with Puka. Yeah, it's interesting. Did Sean McVay find his new Robert Woods? Uh, we will see. And I want to highlight Elijah Moore, who uh, knew Cleveland Brown this year. Had It's in his third season. He's had a very odd career arc. He had year one where he looked like he was about to be, he was going to be like the next big thing for the New York Jets. Gets hurt, misses the second half. They draft Garrett Wilson, but it's no, the confidence in Elijah Moore remains sky high. Like this guy was, he looked the part. He was all over the field. He wasn't just a slot wide receiver. Then year two, something strange happens behind the scenes. He gets doghoused. They, uh, basically, they sit him down, say, "No, we're, we don't want you on this team." Then they trade him over to the Cleveland Browns, and then in Week One, which again, if you didn't see the game, it was a rainy game, uh, which led to really poor fantasy output for the Cincinnati Bengals and lower output for the Cleveland Browns. They they were better uh, than the Bengals, but it was still low. And in that time, seven targets turned into which that's nice. It turned into three for forty three. He had two rushes. So they were using him as a gadget player. He ended up with in that matchup. It was a 24% target share. And the question is, like, how will how will he be utilized with, with Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper ended up, he got banged up in that game, left for a little bit, but he still played. He, he played the whole game, but the snaps were way down. I don't think we've had an update yet. Kyle, you can look for that. I don't think we've had an update on Amari Cooper. They haven't, I haven't seen anything. And it's just, He's got a matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers where Ayuk uh, and company just destroyed their secondary, and Elijah Moore is someone who I think can thrive uh, in that type of a matchup. So he's very interesting in uh, – he's very intriguing in a full-point PPR that could be a flex player. All right, that was Hungry for More presented by Uber Eats. With Uber Eats, get anything delivered. Well, almost anything. Running backs? No. 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 Flapjack, well, flapjacks? Yeah. Baby backs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, order, yeah. Order now in the app. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. News and notes from around the league. Presented by USAA Insurance. All right, Deontay Johnson expected to miss up to four weeks. Actually, I the report I saw was at least four weeks. Yeah. With the hamstring injury. And like Jason said yesterday, it could linger on. So, it's nasty, but not not nastier than Zach Moss. It's nasty. You can pick up Allen Robinson uh, and and get a spot start there, potentially, Calvin Austin. All right, Kenneth Gainwell, this one's really important. He was listed as a did-not-practice two straight days. And uh, according to Eagles beat reporter Jeff McClain, Gainwell is trending towards not being ready from what he is hearing. We will talk about the Thursday night preview and the other running backs available, but uh, certainly would be disappointing with Gainwell getting 18 opportunities yes, in week one very, and a better matchup for him than New England on Thursday night. So uh, you could end up, a quick reminder on that, like if you have him, 
and he gets marked inactive, throw him on that IR before mm -hmm. the game starts so that you have an extra roster spot to sign somebody through the weekend. There's nothing worse than when a when an oh, out player oh has his game start and you forgot to move him out and you just limit yourself on picking up an extra player. Always be aware of that. Uh, Evan Hull is on IR with a knee injury for the Colts. He is a rookie running back. He was going to factor into the oh, hodgepodge yeah. of not Jonathan Taylor. That's right. Zach Moss time, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> it It is Zach Moss time this week. I know. The Houston what do they Texans. say? A, a Rolling Stone gathers no moss? But, uh, yeah. But if it's not moving very yeah. much, it He's will. He's got tons it will of moss gather on him. <laughs> so much moss. He's got so much moss. But then is he slippery? I hope so. <laughs> Can we bring back the uh Oh my gosh. Can we bring back the classic? Do we no. have that? No, there's there's no drop. For uh, Zach Moss? Oh, oh, the, the tuba? Yeah, I'm looking for uh -oh. it. It's been buried. The Joyke Bell tuba. I, I thought I, you were talking about I this can't net find bit it. of information. No. Uh yeah, there's we'll see how he performs. Tariq Cohen. I just just a shout out. What? The yeah. dinosaur hunter? <laughs> uh he is planning to sign to the Carolina, had you not seen Carolina no. Panthers practice squad? I had not seen this. I thought he retired forever ago. No, well, so. he did, but he maybe he's making a comeback. He's back. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> All right, that was today's news and notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com/insurance. You guys, ready to talk about the Thursday night game? Yep. Thursday night breakdown. I'm I'm sad I didn't find the tuba. I missed the tuba. Good old Joyke Bell. All right. We are looking at Minnesota traveling to Philadelphia, taking on the Eagles. The DraftKings Sportsbook line, Philly minus seven. The over-under is 49. Uh, the records okay. here, Minnesota is 0-1, having lost to Tampa and Philadelphia. They held on. They won. But it wasn't pretty. No. But you know what? That's that's better than what the Bengals did. Oh, lose you know, terribly? high expectations and like you come out and you have a rusty week one, but you still win. That's nice. So we have Minnesota who got beat. Big big underdogs here. The implied point total for Philadelphia is twenty eight. Minnesota's is twenty one. You did you guys see the the video of Justin Jefferson at the end of that game sitting on the bench? I did not. Looking like uh I imagine he was not happy. Super happy. He he was he was really he looked quite depressed on the yeah. bench. So last year Eagles won twenty four to seven in this in this matchup from week two last year. Hertz had three hundred plus passing yards, two rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown. So what did you see from Minnesota that in, in week one? And and are we are we on our way to what you would call maybe a uh, a rubber banding back to maybe where they should have been last year with all those one-score victories? Yeah, the, the one-score victory, it certainly bit them in the butt in week one. The The Vikings were uh, – I mean, the, the Bengals was very disappointing, but it made sense. I mean, you're you're out there in the – Joe Burrow hasn't really done anything in, in months. The rain, he couldn't play. The Vikings were at home, and they looked incredibly disappointing. The uh, Madison was the full-time running back, 73% of the snaps, 15 opportunities. He did score a touchdown, so 
the the fantasy output wasn't bad, but it was not great. Now, his terms 11 of, for 34. Yeah, 11 for 34 on the ground, but it was like the whole team. I mean, I, I, you had Justin Jefferson who was okay because, look, he's a true number one, and you had the really excited, exciting Jordan Addison touchdown. Yeah. But they just, like, they didn't, they barely put up any points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who they should have at home scored at least two more times. Like, the, the way that I envisioned what the, the, the Vikings offense would be. So it was, it was extremely disappointing, that output. They have some offensive linemen who are – we're trying to see if they're going to be ready to go or not. And, and I mean, Alexander Madison will be okay-ish because he'll still catch some passes, but the uh, this matchup is brutal. And the, the, the thing that I'm watching the most here is, can we cut the crap with the rookie? Like, let Jordan Addison play. He played on 56% this of the snaps. K.J. Osborne played in front of him. And yet, ninety-one percent of the snaps for KJ Osborne and Jordan Addison showed you in fifty-six percent of the snaps, he is your number two wide receiver. Put him out there; you have a better chance of scoring touchdowns, which means you have a better chance of winning the game if Jordan Addison is on the field. So that's that's the my biggest question is: Do they cut the crap and put the best two players out there? Oh, it's, it's not a question. This will happen. This is but exactly, it, but, it, but, but it doesn't happen this week. I think it. Stair steps up this week, and the following week he'll be the full-time wide receiver too. This was expectation, right, coming in. Yes. Jordan Addison was a my guy. I said those first few weeks, they're going to bring him along slowly. 56% of the snaps. He still had a great game. Turned it into both him and K.J. Osborne got six targets apiece, even though K.J. Osborne was on the field so much more. K.J. Osborne missed some passes he should have caught. He turned in 31 total yards where Jordan Addison was good. So I, I do think this game, Addison is on the field more. I'm really curious what the Eagles' defense is like because I think we were all, at least I'll speak for myself, I was surprised how much production Mac Jones and yes. the Patriots' passing game was able to come up with against this Eagles' defense. And so this, yeah. this will be really interesting, a good passing attack. Will will they continue to, to put up yards against the Eagles? Yeah, I would be much more excited to try Addison out and then obviously you're playing Jefferson and even Hawkinson, who had nine targets and to me would be a, a trade target with that level of, of volume. A lot more excited about those guys going up, up against the Eagles secondary without James Bradbury this week than I would Madison, who you're probably stuck playing, but he's going to face not only Fletcher Cox, but he's going to face Jalen Carter. And if you watched him last week, them big boys, you understand why he should have been the number one pick in the draft, potentially. And what a steal for the Eagles! You know there was complaints, lots of complaints last week about Ramondre Stevenson. Well, you know it had a lot to do with this Eagles interior line, and they're going to be a force this year. Mm -hmm. uh, but like you said, you're you're going to play Madison because you know running backs they don't grow on trees, and you drafted him to, to play him. But it it just might not be one of the weeks that. He's a key cog in your victory. You, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, uh, if I had to guess how this game is going to go, I think it will be a beatdown. I, 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 I believe that the injuries right now that we don't know for sure who will be playing on the offensive line for the Vikings, but they are, uh, they have two injured starters basically right. that we we're not sure if they're going to go. And if they don't go oh, with gosh. that pass rush, I really think that the Vikings are going to struggle. Certainly in the run game. 
I, I don't expect big games for any Vikings offensively. Obviously, those three pass-catching options I think you should still play for fantasy purposes, but just not expecting huge things. And then the running game for the Eagles. like Yeah, that's the big, the big debate. If it's a shellacking, you know, if, if they go in and they sack Cousins, you know, five times and have them throw two interceptions and they're up 14, 20 points in this game, the way that I could see it going, then you would expect there is a running back on the Eagles that will be very valuable for fantasy. Who is it? So... I yeah, mean, that's. I was really excited about this matchup for Gainwell with the opportunities and the fact that he might miss is hugely disappointing. There, there was a really kind of ridiculous quote coming out of Nick Sirianni regarding DeAndre Swift, saying that basically sometimes there will be some games yeah, so where weird. he will be in a role to carry the load. Okay. We we if we don't have Gainwell, we should have. Penny, Boston Scott, and DeAndre Swift. But trying to project – I mean, I would play Swift above those for sure. Yes. And but Boston Scott I don't think is playable, and Rashad Penny is a dart throw in the Zach Moss category. Yeah. He's the – you put him in your captain spot on your showdown lineup and, and hope that something wild happens. What is your confidence – in actually starting DeAndre Swift last week, 29% of the snaps, three total opportunities, a disgusting drop across the, the middle of the field. Without Gainwell, I'm happy playing him in this okay, game. Okay, so yeah. you're, you do you, – you put him right there into an RB2 spot? I would. I think I'd play him over Madison. I wouldn't go that if far. If Gainwell uh, wasn't there. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. I understand I, it. I yeah, just think he's guaranteed to have a significant role. That is the one of the three that I know that is going to be the case. But it, I, it's it's a scary. It's see, a I don't. Scary I don't think that that's a guarantee in the sense that if they hop out to an early lead and they're trying to run the clock out more, I could see that being more of a Rashad Penny situational role than the DeAndre Swift uh, back archetype. So, I, I would I would stay with uh, Alexander Madison. However, I would start you know like the aforementioned Zach Moss, who has a good matchup and has good opportunity. I, I would start DeAndre Swift over him. I would start DeAndre Swift um, probably over – if Gainwell's out, I think he's a good flex play. Obviously, you're not going to play him in the flex on Thursday night. You'll throw him in your RB slot, but I think he is a worthy play. Would if you Gainwell's play out. him over James Conner at home against the Giants? No. no. James Conner no. got a hundred, actually over 100% of fantasy points from the running yeah, back position. Did you hear this, Mike? It, it broke our system because – we have a market share system mm -hmm. that calculates percentage, like yeah. percentage of fantasy points produced at the position. Yeah, unfortunately, James Conner had more than one hundred percent of the total fantasy points earned because, <laughs> because the only other negative. running back on the roster to <laughs> score fantasy points scored negative fantasy points. Was that Ingram? It was no. Yes, it was. It Keontae was. Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weird. So literally, our uh, Andy Schneider, one of our devs, walks out and goes. What do I do here? <laughs> I was like, you're gonna have to max that at a hundred percent. But uh, okay, uh, uh, DeAndre Swift or Dalvin Cook at Dallas. DeAndre Swift. Okay. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. That's it's right. It's right in line Dude, with that's that, that's a. I might try Swift. I might try the matchup. Yeah, I, I would go Swift. So so listen. What <laughs> if what if Kenny Gainwell's active? 
Uh, are you are you no, are you going to play him with the the? I mean, it's a possibility. If Kenny Gainwell ends up active, I mean, it's not uncharacteristic it, for a team to sit a guy on a short week if he's banged up and then just play him. Yeah, if, if he's active, I'm going to stay away from this whole game because I would imagine including not, Gainwell. Yeah, including Gainwell, I, I would imagine that they're not going to give him the same market share and percentage with hurt ribs that they gave him week one. They'll they'll probably have more of a committee, and in that situation, I just don't want to play with it. What do you do with Dallas Goose Dirt? Uh, I'll allow it. You play him. Yeah, you play him. You, you have years of seeing him as a good uh, receiving tight end. Uh, he goosed and it stunk. But both of these tight ends, I think, are great trade for targets. TJ Hawkinson and Dallas Agreed. Goddard, they both disappointed last week. They're both good tight ends that will be successful. Top, top five, top six tight ends for sure on the season. So you can get them now. I agree. I did you guys see there were some rosters that had Aaron Rodgers, Drake London, T. Higgins, oh, yeah, and Dallas Goddard. And of it course was like, it had to have happened. How do you not walk away from the, the sport? <laughs> I mean I I don't know. Brighter days are ahead. Yes, they are. It's week, a guarantee. It's, it's, one, it's, it's, it's one week. One week. Yeah. It's one week. All right. Uh quick break and back with some mailbag. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, you leave those emotions to fester, and they can have some serious negative consequences. I know when I was younger, you know, you don't want to always say what's on your mind. You don't want to be seen as ungrateful or insensitive or whatever, but sometimes you bottle those things up too long, and they develop into real problems, talking things out. Working through what's weighing you down, it is more helpful than you realize. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy. Whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life, there's a lot of benefit. And you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot footballers. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance is the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app, and replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease to tap the banner or visit USAA.com homeowners. To learn more and get a quote, restrictions apply. All right, one one thing that we have not brought up that I'll I'll bring up before we get into the mailbag is just the idea of trading high on players that you might have believed overperformed. Right? We say mm -hmm. we yeah, say hungry course. for more because we believe bright days are going to continue for those players, but there are players that had kind of outlandish week ones like I I don't know about you I'd love it to be the case I don't think two is the number one quarterback on the year no no I think the matchup with the Chargers was perfect I would be trying to capitalize on Tua for sure he, he plays New England Denver Buffalo the Giants the next four weeks 
Not that he won't be able to perform in those games. I think he's going to be great. I mean, we saw this last year. We saw him nuclear, absolutely destroying guys, being like a top the fifty-eight top, points against Baltimore. Yeah, top three quarterback back to back to back weeks, and then we saw him completely shut down and just be irrelevant. I think you're going to have hot and cold with him. I don't think he's going to be the type of quarterback that is an every single week or so. Does or that mean eighty percent of the time? Uh, be be a you know top six quarterback. So the strategy there, just for those listening, that I take with those situations is, you take Tua and you you take another player that had a nice week one from your bench and you go try to trade up at the quarterback position. You know we had a lot of we had some duds right. We had the Joe Burrow duds. Oh, they all all we, the top quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson. Duds. Yeah, Herbert Allen. Like those guys. Do you believe all four of those you'd rather have rest of the season than I would, Tua? I would rather have all of those more than Tua. That's a, that's a hard thing to do. Maybe not with Allen. Maybe not with Herbert. But it's harder to do with, like, you know, Burrow, who has seven points. It's hard to do with Fields. Fields yeah. is the hardest. Fields is the hardest because he looked really, really bad looked throwing bad. the ball. He did. But um, don't, don't worry, guys. A new report just came out this morning. They believe they were maybe a little too conservative with him. What? <laughs> I I will say this I, I I mentioned it on yesterday's episode, but what don't they make halftime adjustments in the NFL? I am happy with the fact that last season we watched this coaching staff completely change, self evaluate, and go, we are sucking. Let's change what we're doing. <laughs> Is that what they said? Oh yeah, yeah we are sucking. And uh, so <laughs> I, I I have some confidence that they will self evaluate because there were there were there were issues with Justin Fields and his play and his his reads and holding onto the ball and then, you know, yada, yada. But there were also big problems with the actual offensive system, the calls that gave him two designed runs the whole game. Come on. You like use the, the, the skill set yes. you have. So self-evaluate and uh, make some corrections and bench chase. It's Claypool. disturbing that those games. Can yes. <laughs> Sorry. Is to me, it's disturbing that those games can still happen. 28 starts into your NFL career. Sure. Blame the coaching, blame Fields, blame all, blame it all. It's, it's it everyone's a, it was fault. a huge disappointment. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't just the coaching staff. Uh, it was also Fields. Yeah, and, and yeah, that would be like Tua with the week he had, Justin Fields with the week he had. Oh, I don't man. think I would make that move. I don't think. I don't think I have the. I courage think the to line is right above Fields. There. I I have the courage to do it. If I had Tua, I would go off him for Fields straight up. You know what else you have the courage to do? What is that? Sign Zach Moss. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm so That's, That didn't take courage. That took. Can stupidity. we get him a T-shirt, Brooks? Can uh, we get a Moss T-shirt? Which is get like a jersey. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's even better if he delivers for you. Because oh, then you, yeah, become, what do you, do? you become a fan. No, it w won't happen. Yeah, he can't will. deliver for me. He's not good enough. He shouldn't be on my roster. <laughs> did, did one of you log in and put this claim in? Did you guys have? I my wish system? I was that smart. You oh, were the only man. one smart enough to do that. Yeah. Oh, what did I do? Oh, it's great for the show. All right, we're hopping into the mailbag. 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 Oh man. Oh, we can get you a Gildan Zach Mosher. Oh, that's about right. That is where extra scratchy he belongs. <laughs> I know how you like your shirts. Extra <laughs> scratchy. Oh, get bodied, Gildan. Get bodied, Jason. Uh, they will keep you warm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, oh yeah, no better sleep thick. shirt. Yeah, because they are 
the the the, the material is about two inches thick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think if you start him and you get a W, you got to wear that shirt. I will do everything in my power to not start him. Okay. Into the mailbag we go. Instagram oh, question: Should I already stop caring about draft capital with players like Acres, Garrett Wilson, Cooper Cup? So to me, it's yes and no. I yeah, I mean, I think we're probably going to say the same thing here. Uh, I would say absolutely yes, 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 yes. Forget about draft capital. What you don't forget is the reasons behind the draft capital. Like draft capital does not matter anymore. You drafted a tight end. Fantasy draft capital. Yeah, yes. Fa fantasy, you know, where where you drafted him, oh, you took this guy in the sixth round, and there's a guy on waivers, you know, that went undrafted. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It does not. The second the draft is over, draft capital doesn't matter. But what you can't forget about is if a player was drafted in the third round, that's almost for sure because most people think he's talented. Most people think his situation is good. So one bad week is something you can't overreact to. But especially when it comes to waivers and trades, I, people make such a mistake by caring so much about, oh, I drafted this guy three rounds earlier. I don't want to trade him for that guy that was three rounds later. What does it matter? Just trade for the better player. I well, had to make that call on the waivers this week. I mean, it's, that's the harder decision. It's like I spent a pick on Devon A-Chain, but then I, I don't really – I haven't been able to construct the path to me wanting him on my roster for the next five weeks. He might be good after that. I, you know, maybe something happens, but Ahmed – has moved up the depth chart. Jeff Wilson will return. Mostert is the starter. And what am I getting out of it? Is he going to win the job? Like, it sucks because I invested the pick and I was excited when I made the pick. Sure. I was like, oh, sweet. I picked him up. He's going to have a chance. He ends up being a healthy scratch. I've got other players that can help me right now. Those are tough calls to make emotionally. So let's do a follow-up here from Twitter. It's uh, from a feller named Derek. Should I trade away Garrett Wilson? For T. Higgins in a full PPR. Is that the one that you're reacting to when you yeah. when you saw? I mean, that is because yes, the answer is yeah, yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes, and I'm sorry. I I don't know if there's a player I love more than Garrett Wilson. I respect the man. I respect the player. I feel for the situation that it's, keeps repeating itself. I pray for him. <laughs> I mean, I I want well Zach Wilson to be good. I really do. Yeah, it's that that storyline would be amazing. The mm. redemption of of Zach Wilson with this team. Yes. I will say the the public sentiment right now on Zach Wilson is Wilson, do not squander this cuz you have you went from a catastrophic draft pick that derails NFL franchises for years to this opportunity in front of you and while while we're unsure that he will succeed, everyone is rooting yeah. for Zach Wilson, which it, you never thought it, could no, no, be no, possible. Which was the complete opposite. Like last year, it was ah, Zach Wilson sucked again. Got him, and now everyone's like, "Come on, Wilson, you can do it, buddy. You can do yeah, it." Yeah, I mean, last time he was on the field, everyone's just rooting for his failure. You Correct. you watch him drop back to pass, and you're just going, "Come on, do it. Yeah, do it. Throw that to the defense." Now, everyone's on his side. Who doesn't want to see him succeed? I agree, and we also want to see Garrett Wilson succeed. So I mean, we're not going to. Don't hear what I'm not saying. We're not going to see him succeed, but, like, totally rooting for you. Go get him, buddy. Yeah, it's. Uh, I agree with what you said yesterday or the day before about – Getting Flacco? No. <laughs> okay. It was yesterday, and you were talking about Robert Sala's 
comments, and he's reiterated them multiple times. Like he has taken the leadership proper approach of he's our guy. We're not getting someone else. Yeah. We're not looking for someone else. That's our quarterback. He left out the part where they looked at every veteran available and they realized that that's not a go-to move. And then Zach Wilson's our guy. Yeah. But, yeah, I yeah. would trade away Come I on, think Carson. I would trade him for T. Higgins. I would trade Garrett Wilson for T. Higgins. I would and as well. But it, I don't think Wilson's dead. I really don't. I don't think Wilson is is dead. I think he's a wide receiver too. No, Higgins Rest is, of season. Higgins is good. Higgins is really, really good. And if uh, Higgins is another uh, absolutely phenomenal trade for target. After you goose in week one, people are upset. I mean, every league you should be going and trying to see if you can cheaply acquire T Higgins because Which, that if you watched those passes uh Kyle Borgignoni yes. put it on his uh his Twitter you got to check him out he had eight targets pretend wink wink, wink. yeah one he had two, two at the most two at the most yes. targets that were catchable one catchable target one that he could have caught he's good it's tough and then six that were I mean not like the, how do you even charge you those as can't targets? charge those as targets they're they're nowhere near him like not like Oh, he couldn't reach it. No, it's like he doesn't try to reach it because the ball is over over there. Yeah, we call those Mariota targets. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Ryan writes in on Twitter, says, uh, I drafted Bijan in Algier. How long can I ride oh. that? How long can I ride that wave? Uh, I think the whole season. It, it might be. You, you are be. not going to get a game from this team where you're not getting enough volume in that running game. And it's it's set up like it's like how we view Shanahan's running game. It's the volume's going to be there and you're going to have success with it. You may have some bumps along the way, but I I think it could be the whole season. It could be, but I mean you're you're also your ceiling is limited. I mean you're yes. you're going to have games where uh, I mean, it might be this week. All of a sudden, Bijan Robinson jumps up to seventy-five percent of the snaps, or something. While he was a top ten pick for a reason, and if that is the case, then I mean, you're yes, you are you are collecting the entirety of the the Atlanta Falcons running game, which maybe you are. Uh, Cordero Patterson returned mm -hmm. to practice today, and that could be another uh, wrinkle in the fantasy value. You're talking about for, the Joker, I'm talking about the Joker. Could be a problem for Tyler Algier. That remains to be seen. But even though you're capturing the whole pie, it it might be very small from uh, like every other week. So yeah, I I wouldn't want to roll these guys yeah. out the whole season. I just <clears throat> I think Tyler Algier will be extremely involved from week He's one. He's a good player, <clears throat> absolutely. From week one to the end, he will be involved. Um, it won't always be as good as last week, and I do think that when they are in closer games, you're going to see more Bijan. It, it, the luxury of having Algier out there to spell Bijan when you're up two scores is a lot easier than, oh my gosh, we're down by seven. It's the fourth quarter. We got to put our best guy on the field. That'll happen more in those games where you'll see Bijan out there. And it'll be annoying as a B, as a Bijan manager to not get to see him out there as much as you, you want. I mean, when you, when you have Saquon, he's on the field more than anybody else, right? Like he's out there for almost every snap in the entire game. It's not fun to watch. I mean, there's a lot of running backs that are like that right now where, you know, Eckler came off and obviously he got hurt and stuff. But, like, seeing another back out there, it's tough. Yeah. Um, Just have CMC. And we Just don't do know. That. I mean, <laughs> did, did we get to see a real two-minute drill situation there in Atlanta? No. Because that's something that well, you can be surprised. Did you see Latavius Murray 
Yeah, Tavis Murray yeah, became the, the two-minute yeah, guy the game. Yep. for the Bills. That was really interesting. I mean, there's a bunch of those situations that have that have, have cropped up this week. We saw Mike Boone popping in for Houston. So teams put these packages and practice these packages, and I don't know. I mean, maybe it's Bijan. Maybe it will be Bijan, but it could be Algier in those situations too. All right, Instagram question from Nathan RG90 says, level of worry, 1 through 10, with Geno Smith. I have the stack with Metcalf. I'm going to put my worry at six. Okay, so you are concerned. I'm concerned because I don't think you the, the offensive line situation will be solved quickly, and I don't have they enough did. long-term trust with Geno Smith to not be a little bit concerned. Yeah, because he's not a bona fide guaranteed top five option. He's a fringe starter that you took at the end of your draft, and you might need to move on if you don't like what you see. He needs to be protected. Like th that's the type of quarterback that he is. And they, the the Seahawks made a low key move. Uh, they brought in forty one year old they, Jason. Peters. They brought in forty one year old Jason Peters, which usually is a sign that they know something that they have not told the public yet about one of their offensive linemen. So that that's. That's the concern. My concern with Geno Smith and the Seattle offense, if their offensive line is healthy, is is a two. But if you're telling me those the, those linemen are actually injured and going to miss time, then the then the worry meter would jump up to like an eight. Detroit, yeah, Carolina, I, New York. Detroit, aka Aiden Hutchinson, right? Who he was he was shut down enough by the Chiefs in Week One, thanks to no rules for their uh, right tackle. Their right tackle that he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. Um, if you're telling me that the Seahawks will be missing their starting right tackle and they're going to have kind of a backup uh, emergency plan against Aiden Hutchinson, yeah, I, I worry about Geno Smith this week. And until that offensive line is good, I'm I'm with Andy. I'm I'm a greater than a, a five. You know, a lot of a lot of places we talked about. Uh, you draft Geno and you draft uh, Anthony Richardson. Well, good. Put put Richardson in. If you've yep. got another good option, th this is the time. Okay. And um, if you're worried and you're worried about this week, are you going to drop him to pick up someone like, I don't know, Jared Goff? Yeah, it absolutely. You you don't you don't need to hold on to uh, Geno. I, at this point in time, he is now a streamer. If you're in a single quarterback league, it's fine to take to just have one quarterback on your roster and just play the waiver wire every week. Both Jared Goff and Brock Purdy, uh, they were they were both in our streams. Yep. Right? Yeah, and they uh, flash forward to next week. I bet they're in that list again. Uh, Goff, uh, his roster percentage might be too high for us to really call him out, but both Goff and Purdy have a uh, three or four week, I can't remember off the top of my head, but a, they have a stretch of games where they're going to be great top-tier streamers. It didn't help Geno Smith to have Lockett get banged up. And is Lockett still in? No. He, he came he back in the He returned game. to the game. Okay. Yeah, he still. Just, I guess he played 88% of snaps. It was just a bad game for yeah, did, everyone. I mean, it was, what was, was the – That was an awful second half. Do we – yeah, the, the number was Geno had like a 115 or so passing yards in the first half. Not not elite, but that's that's not a problem. You can go in the second half and, and have a good game. And then the second half, the Seahawks group, had uh, very few yards, so it was once the lineman left, it was a huge problem. All right, let's let's close with this one because I 
want to know the answer from you guys. Instagram, OG Cheese Man. <laughs> what is the outlook for Dalvin Cook now that Rodgers is gone and we saw Brees Hall emerging? What do you think? Uh, the Rodgers injury, I don't think is is all that bad uh, really? for Dalvin Cook. Yeah, the because scoring of the New York Jets offense absolutely goes way down. To total touchdown opportunities does go down, but I think that you have an identity for the Jets now of sure. defense and running the the ball. You you're going to have a one two punch from Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall that is I I think you know if if I'm if I'm Salah and, and kind of what we saw a little bit during this game was treat it like the Falcons. Treat it where it's like, hey, we're just going to run the ball like crazy and and try to protect Zach Wilson. and um, take, take limited shots. Exactly. I, I think Dalvin Cook gets a ton of work. I think Brees Hall gets a ton of work. And you know who just... got 22% of snaps in that game? Tell me. Not Brees Hall. Not Dalvin Cook. Michael, Michael Carter. Carter. Michael Carter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the, I didn't watch go back and rewatch that film to know if that was package related. Kyle, I don't know if you know if that was it particular did. third downs or two minute warnings, but he had some targets. Yes, yeah, and he, I'm not saying that in any way, shape, and form to endorse Michael Carter. I'm saying, ooh, yeah, it might gross. get in the way of some of the Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook had 16 opportunities in last week's game. I I I think he stays around there. I think he stays 15 plus opportunities every game for a long while at the very least eventually Brees Hall will I think dominate the necessity like by necessity he'll just dominate the uh market share but you're you're gonna have half a year here where Dalvin Cook gets 15 opportunities a game now this week the Dallas Cowboys you know I mean that's what you're gonna need to do against the Cowboys the Cowboys weren't good against the run last year they're just you can't let them get up oh, if gonna, they get a lead be, they're gonna be good this week yeah, I mean if, they're going to be good this week against the run because they know what they need to stop. That's yeah. the worry. And by the way, I don't know if this is alarming, Jason. If you take away Brees Hall's eighty-three yard run, <laughs> uh huh, he only averaged four point eight eight a carry. <laughs> oh darn it! Which I know at one point he was averaging fifty-five oh. a carry after two carries. Yeah, right? that was real nice. You were enjoying it. But no, you twenty don't, yards of reception. Is it weird to have no Brees Hall shares but have some Zach Moss shares? I, how yeah, dare you? I have does, Brees Hall shares. I just don't have as many as I should have. No, but like for this year, not. I'm like, talking about this year. I'm saying, but you didn't draft him. You, two I years think ago. you have the same amount, like same amount of Zach Moss and Brees yeah, Hall. Yeah, one to one ratio. No, I got two Brees Hall shares <laughs> oh. in my leagues. Double. All right, that is it for today's show. Check out the community at jointhefoot.com. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers.